0: This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless, available online at bravadowireless.com.
1: You're listening to The Blitz 1170, streaming live at theblitztulsa.com and on the Blitz 1170 app.
0: Two o'clock on the Blitz, 1170. Josh Haley filling in for Jeremy Poplin from the Ike's Chili House Studio, serving four generations of Tulsans since 1908. It's going to warm up as the week goes on. No more of the zero-degree days like we had last week here in Tulsa. But, you know, where it's really nice right now, I hear, is Arizona. Scott Wright from the Oklahoman, who covers Oklahoma State, is there right now. Getting ready for the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, where Oklahoma State is set to do battle tonight. That is again a 9:15 Central Time kickoff. You can watch it on ESPN as the Cowboys take on Wisconsin for the first time in program history. Scott, is the weather as good as we think it is in Arizona right now?
1: Um, well, that depends. Do you prefer uh, do you prefer amazing weather or perfect weather? Because uh, I haven't decided which of those two it is. It's right in between,
0: probably. <laughs> Appreciate appreciate you uh giving me the choice <laughs> at least there. It's right. uh it's gonna be a great night, I have a I have a feeling. Uh the first question I have though is do you know what your vantage point will be? It's always interesting when they're playing a football game in a baseball stadium. Do you know what yard line you'll be on or will you be uh on an on an end zone view? What's the setup look like?
1: Uh my understanding, I haven't been to the stadium yet, but uh the way it's been described to me is that we're kind of in the in the corner Somewhat similar to where Boone Picking Stadium press box is, uh, kind of down by the by the end zone. So, um, yeah, uh, that's uh, uh, it'll, it'll feel like home from uh, from that standpoint. So I'll be I'll be all right with that. But um, I'm really looking forward to. It. I've never uh, never covered a, a football game in a in a baseball stadium before, so I'm, I'm fired up for it.
0: Did you have a nice Christmas.
1: Uh, I, I did uh, right up until my uh, my flight out to Arizona got canceled, and I uh, and I spent most of Christmas Day driving. Uh, oh. But everything before that was great with uh, with my family. But um, but yeah, so drove spent, spent most of Christmas Day driving out to, out to Arizona.
0: Oh my! I saw on your Twitter where you where you ended up having to make the twelve hour drive, but I didn't know it was on Christmas mostly. So I'm sorry for that.
1: It's all good. It was uh, it was uh, easy, clear roads, not a lot of traffic, made made it easy traveling down I
0: forty. What's the biggest question that that you want to see answered? In tonight's game between the pokes and the badgers
1: you know there are there are two that really stick out one uh that's more so just for this game and that's uh how they how they defend the run without their leading tackler mason cobb at, at that inside linebacker spot um you know lamont bishop is a guy that's he was a junior college transfer that's his third year in the program uh, but he hasn't played a ton he's been a uh, a number two guy really uh, most of his career so um, want to see what uh, what his uh you know what his sort of debut as a starter looks like uh, because they've really got to contain the run. Uh, Braylon Allen is a really talented young running back uh, went for over eleven hundred yards this year so uh, that's going to be really important on that side of the ball and the one that's more of a long term uh situation is is the quarterback spot with Garrett Rangel stepping in for Spencer Sanders you know Rangel started a couple of games when, when Sanders was hurt earlier this year. And now this is this is kind of a chance. Uh, I'm not saying he can win the job job with a good performance tonight, but uh, but he can definitely get a uh, get a head start out of the gate as they go into spring. Um, you know, as I mean, as of right now, it's it's him and Zane Flores who are just signed, and and Gunnar Gundy, who's uh, obviously the uh, the oldest guy of the group, but um, but they're still all. Uh, you know, Gundy will be a, a redshirt sophomore next year. It's not like they have any. Real veteran presence in that group, so um, you know they and they might bring in a portal guy. They're still trying to work on that, but um, you know as of right now, this is a chance for Rangel to really, uh, really get a head start on that uh, on that race as they go into spring
0: ball. Garrett Rangel threw uh, for 304 yards, but three interceptions against uh, Kansas, and then uh, versus West Virginia. Uh, only a forty-three percent completion rate, no touchdowns, no picks. So it's kind of depends on how you look at it. That he didn't turn the ball over, but he wasn't wildly accurate. Did you see any major difference between him from that November fifth start to the November twenty sixth play?
1: Uh, you, you know, it was it was tough because you know it was a it was a cold, rainy day against West Virginia, and it seemed like they just put him in some bad situations, trying to ask him to 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 make some throws in the rain that. Um, that maybe were uh, opportunities for them to to try to run the ball, and they ended up having a really effective day running the ball that day. With Ollie Gordon going for 136 yards on 17 carries, and it it seemed like they probably should have tried to uh, to feed him a little bit more and take some of the pressure off Rangel. But um, you know, overall, he is uh, he seems to be reading uh, defenses really well, making good decisions with the ball. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the three picks at Kansas. Um, you know, one of those was was him just trying to be, a, uh, a you know, just being a competent guy, thinking he could make a throw, he could fit it into a tight window, and it didn't happen. Um, one was uh, a miscommunication between he and a receiver, and then there was another one late where where they're just, uh, you know, trying to make a play and and the ball gets tipped up. But um, so, you know, the three interceptions sounds bad, but it wasn't. Uh, uh, you know, in between there, he he played really well that day. So. He's definitely so shown some signs of uh, of a bright future. And, you know, he looked uh, – if you, if you compare him to what Gunnar Gundy did uh, earlier this year in, in his lone start, um, Rangel looked, um, you know, more poised, more, um, more capable thrower. And, and those are two really important things in, in this offense if you're, you know, trying to win the
0: job. We're talking with Scott Wright from the Oklahoma who covers Oklahoma State. Any emerging storylines or any interesting uh tidbits you've learned about this this opponent for Oklahoma State, the Wisconsin Badgers who they faced for the first time ever
1: you know the uh, the most interesting thing to me about this team has been the way that luke fickle has has sort of managed this coaching change because um you just it you know maybe this is going to be a, a trend of the future, but he has has come in and just started acting like the head coach uh for the for the current team you know typically a guy like that is, yeah, he's going to be recruiting and he's going to be, um, you know, getting, being involved behind the scenes. But for him to be the guy, you know, uh, we had the, the, the bowl announcement press conference there the, uh, the first weekend of December, and he was, you know, he did the, did the press conference, and, um, you know, he's going to be on the headsets uh, tonight at the game, and um, it's just very unique to see a head coach who's coming into a new program uh to to be as involved with the day to day for the bowl prep at the end of a of a season where he wasn't the coach, so that's been uh really interesting to watch and um you know he's not going to be involved in in play calling he's going to let the coordinators handle handle that but he's going to be you know monitoring things and uh they're going to be able to communicate with him on you know i'm sure he'll be getting to make some calls on uh you know do you go for it on a fourth down or do you punt that type of thing so it's it's just been really interesting to see him be front and center. Uh, even though this isn't a, a team that he, you know, he, he's been he's been the head coach for not even four weeks yet. So it's very interesting to me.
0: We're talking with Scott Wright from the Oklahoma who covers Oklahoma State. The Cowboys taking on Wisconsin tonight at 915 Central in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl on ESPN. That's from Chase Field in Phoenix. Let's shift gears for a second to basketball. Uh, the Cowboys won their final two non-conference games before uh, quite a long layoff now. And then they'll be back in action to start. Uh, Big 12 play as they'll uh, take a trip up to Lawrence, Kansas to take on the Jayhawks. How do you evaluate and rate this uh, Cowboy basketball team through non-conference play?
1: Man, if you look at the at the whole thing, it's it's been kind of a roller coaster. They they lost some games that they didn't really seem to have any business losing, but um, you know they got a, a couple of strong wins coming in here to end things now, and um, you know sort of feels like maybe they're getting a little bit figured out as they head into to Big 12 play and um you know they got a they got a rough one to start going up to Kansas on on New Year's Eve to kick off Big 12 play but um you know you look at this team and and you know you you've you've seen them make some strides you sort of feel like they can uh you know uh, the Big 12 is obviously tough as it has as it has become you know regular around here but um you know you feel like they could maybe fight their way into the middle of the pack and 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 get themselves at least on the bubble right now and and you know depending on how a couple of games here or there go um you know be a uh be a legitimate tournament team at the end of the year
0: you made the trip to to lawrence for any of those cowboy upsets that have happened in recent years
1: i i have not i've never been there for for any of those jacob Unruh, my uh my my uh beat partner on the osu beat has has been there for uh for um i don't know if he was there for Uh, I know he's been there for one for sure I can't remember if he was there for uh, um, the most recent one but um, but yeah great great atmosphere I love that place
0: though it's always intriguing to me how in the past years that Oklahoma State has seemingly always played KU tougher you you could maybe say tougher than any team in the Big 12 especially in years when it would be a game when you didn't think maybe it was going to be so close and then lo and behold they pull out a win and in a lot of cases, it would be enough to add to a resume to get in at large bid. In some cases, that hasn't worked out, but it's one of those games where it feels like it's it's not really a rivalry game, but it's one that you can never sleep on, regardless of record.
1: Right, exactly. And um, uh, if I if I remember right, I think CBS has the uh, has the broadcast
0: yes. this week. Yes, yes.
1: I, I got to think that they're they're pretty excited about that because it's the uh, you know there's some some big football games going on that day, but. Um, but that's a, uh, for, for the people that have already turned their, uh, attention to basketball, uh, that's a, uh, a really good, um, uh, a, a good attractive game to have on a, on a day when people are going to be watching a lot of TV. And like you said, Oklahoma state has gone up there and, and pulled some upsets. They, um, was Boyden's first year, I believe they beat them, beat them both times. Yeah. Uh, in, 2018 and, in a and, month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Um, yeah. Boynton just uh, just seems to um, have a knack for, for playing these guys tough, even in, in years when it seems like they probably shouldn't.
0: We're talking with Scott Wright from the Oklahoman. Uh, last thing, Scott, on the recruiting front, last week was, was a crazy week for a lot of teams. Oklahoma State kind of ended up where they had been in, in past years. You, you've got a top 40 recruiting class uh, at the end of the day for Mike Gundy. Uh, was there anything significant that stood out to you uh, amongst those signees, or was it more so the significance, maybe of uh, what Oklahoma State got in the transfer portal?
1: Yeah, I think the the transfer portal is where the real excitement lies. Um, obviously, they got they got a quarterback that they really like in Zane Flores from Gretna, Nebraska, a guy that they uh, were very early in, in identifying. Um, and uh, Tim Rattay has has really liked what he's seen in him, um, and he's he's kind of the centerpiece of this class so as far as the uh, the high school guys. They got a couple of junior college guys in the class that they feel can come in. Uh, Lardarius Webb Jr. Can be a, uh, you know, like a nickel or uh, or a cornerback potentially and and be a starter. He had nine picks over two years at JUCO. And then, uh, and then I'm an Oates, Tulsa Edison kid who went up to NEO and, and was sort of an under the radar guy coming out of high school, but uh, had a couple of good years up at NEO and, and, you know big dude at 63 300 and, and can can at least add some immediate depth and and experience on that defensive line but um but when you look at at the guys that they've got out of the portal you see you see a lot of guys that are going to make you know immediate impacts um you know Justin Wright from Tulsa Anthony Goodlow from Tulsa uh, are both guys that are that are going to step right in or have a chance at least to step right in and be immediate starters uh, at linebacker and defensive end so um, you know they got an, another corner. They got a uh, they got a running back that's that's had a couple of thousand yard seasons from Western, uh, Western Michigan, excuse me. Um, and so they've got guys coming in through uh, out of the seven guys in the portal. It looks like all of them are guys that are, um, with the exception of of the young offensive lineman from UNLV, uh, the other six should be in the two deep immediately and 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 in the main playing rotation.
0: All right, Scott Wright from the Oklahoman, and as he mentioned, one of the biggest things to watch is for the future. How will quarterback Garrett Rangel fare tonight? Oklahoma State takes on Wisconsin. Scott, thanks for the time as always. I hope your uh, travels back are much smoother than your travels uh, getting to get there, and uh, enjoy the game tonight.
1: Awesome, Josh. I appreciate it, man.
0: That's Scott Wright from the Oklahoman joining us on the Oklahoma Ford Dealers Hotline.
1: Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.